Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. This show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some killer free ebooks as well as drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to the toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com slash toolbox. That's where you'll get the fundamentals of dating and attraction such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, all that stuff that's more important than you might think. We've got boot camps running every single month here in California. Details at theartofcharm.com, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you guys here at The Art of Charm. Enjoy. Hey, guys, Jordan Harbinger here. Now, listen, I wanted to do a little alumni spotlight because we get a lot of really interesting people here at our boot camps and programs, and Daniel's here with me now. He took a program a long time ago, but I think, you know, I wanted to give you a platform to sort of talk about where you came from, where you are now, and how the Art of Charm maybe helped you get there. Let's sort of jump back to when we first made contact. You actually emailed us, and you were living in an airplane hangar, yeah. right? And, <laughs> and you know, it's funny because, like we were talking about right before the show, living in an airplane hangar is either because you're such a baller that you live in an airplane hangar. And you or, have your own airplane. Right, yeah. Yeah, and you have your own airplane. Or you're you know, like broke and homeless and you live in an airplane. Right. You don't have a house, right? right? So so which one is it? Well, actually, I think the proper term is I was sleeping in an airplane hangar because I wasn't okay. technically living there. You weren't technically living there, right? Because yeah. that's not zoned for living uh, there. So you Well, know I was like, okay, where I'm from, airplane hangars, yeah, that is a ball. If you mm -hmm. live in it, like you have your own hangar, you're a baller. Yeah, okay. But I had a little, uh, I just started a little business. Okay. was $400. And it was your last $400. It was. I like literally took my last $400 and started this little business. And I was renting a little corner of an airplane hangar with my brother. Uh, he, he had the rest of it. Okay. And so during the day, you know, he'd be painting airplane wings, things like this. And then at night I would sleep up in the attic, which is about a three foot tall attic. And oh, wow. So with, you literally could with, like wake up and smash your head on the ceiling. I did. Yeah. That's yeah. and like, if I, if I needed to get up in the middle of the night, like to take, take a piss and you forgot I, you were. I would like risk my life coming down out of the attic but and the paint fumes you know yeah so you were like you lost several thousand or million brain cells right as a result this is why i'm who i am today <laughs> good okay no, but I, I, essentially it could be boiled down to the fact that i was homeless i mean i yeah. didn't i couldn't afford a place to live okay so how did we get from homeless to i'm gonna invest in flying out to LA and get this not cheap program yeah. uh, from the art of charm. Like what, what went right in the, in those, you know, it's funny cause agent, I got your email. We mailed you a box of clothing that you never got, right? Is or that did, what you were going to mail me? Yeah. We mailed you a box <laughs> of clothing. You never got. I was it. wondering about, cause you're like, we're going to send you something special. Yeah. And I was like, Oh sweet. Yeah. We mailed Maybe you a box like a of brand new, awesome clothing that you never got. Well, where is it? <laughs> no, right now there's a postman in Alaska walking around with like diesel clothing because we get we got a bunch of really good shit together, and uh, you never got. It's kind of sad. Uh, that's 
I feel I feel like I've been cheated now. Uh, it would have been too why. big for you because it was all like in my old stuff. And looking at you now, it would have been draping off I'm of you just like a, a little guy. Head. I have a hard time. I make my own clothes now. So. <laughs> you would have had to tailor some of that diesel stuff. Like you could have fit you and a friend in most of the clothes I gave you. Yeah. Um. So, okay. So what went right between then and, and now? Uh, well, now, I mean, okay. I emailed you. I just gotten broken up with by a girlfriend that I'd gotten by chance. Mm-hmm. And, um, you say that like you found her in a cereal box. I met her online and okay. like, she picked me, like I didn't even message her. She messaged me and said, let's get coffee. And, and you were like your like, place or my airplane hangar. Yeah, we, she had us, I was actually <laughs> living with someone that was like letting me sleep on their couch at the okay. time. And it was weird because she wanted to come over one night and I was like, um, <laughs> here's the deal. I have a wife and kids. I was, I was just, you said I have a wife and kids. <laughs> yeah, I was because like, you didn't want to say you lived on a couch. So you said you were married. <laughs> what the, how was, was that? It better? was stupid, but like, yeah, I, I was, I, I was a loser. She, we met for coffee and her, she was way cuter in person. Yeah. And so I like instantly said, you're my girlfriend. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And she had a kid. Anyway, she breaks up with me, ends up sleeping with my best friend, and I'm just totally ruined because by accident I got her, and now I have no way right. to go get another one of these. Also, just so you guys know, this is not representative of the, of the average student that comes to the Art of Charm. <laughs> right. That's why we're doing the spotlight yeah. because of the amazing transformation. From, I mean, this is like negative 10. Yeah. You know, you, you, you definitely were a loser back then for sure. You're saying I'm a, I am was a loser? Yes. Okay. All right, yeah. fine. No, well, I mean, I was a winner in some sense, but I've always wanted to improve myself. And that's one thing I was going to say is that, you know, I've been to a lot of personal development stuff. I used to do like network marketing, okay, which yeah. is like really heavy into it personal is. development. I don't really get that, but I feel like they make you feel so good about yourself do, doing all these weird pumps that, of like personal yeah. stuff. Then then they're like, and then buy 80,000 rolls of toilet paper and right. keep them in your basement so that you can get rich later. You know, yeah. mantra of you, you only live once, you know, be limitless, be all relentless. The, Here's all the stuff. Paper. Most of the stuff they sell, you can buy it at, at uh, Walgreens. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. But Anyway, I had done that for several years and I was broke, but I, in that journey, I had paid for and gone to a lot of personal development seminars, hired coaches, all kinds of stuff. And this area of my life, women in particular, I was like 100% deficient Mm -hmm. in the skills that I needed. I just had no clue what I was doing. And so, um, you know, this girl breaks up with me and it was the worst time of my life. Not only did I lose her, but I lost like my best friend and yeah. uh, all the gr- groups of friends that went with that. And so I had been listening to you guys and searching, not just you guys. I mean, I had found you way after I was introduced to like self-development, p- personal growth and pick up, picking up chicks, picking stuff, up chicks. Yeah. Like I read the game. I, watched all kinds of videos i I had purchased like i'm not even going to tell you everything that i went through but please yeah i didn't ever go to a program and when i found you guys and started listening to the podcast i was like okay number one they're giving all this value you know several a couple hundred episodes now of free content which most people would charge for but their their approach is more 
genuine. I wasn't into rolling up on chicks and saying I'm gay. Right. And then you hoping know, that yeah. – Hoping that by, by some chance they're going to be like, oh, he's not gay because he- – he likes me, you know, or right. I, you know, what the hell? Or yeah. Or like, who, dude, did you guys see that fight outside? Like there was no fight. We read the book to go away. Yeah. 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 I, I wasn't into that. I can't talk to someone and just lie to them. I'm a good person. Yes. And so, um, when I started listening to you guys, I, it was just so, and then the whole thing with value, mm-hmm. like the value episode, I was like, I've got to write these guys. And so I wrote you. Just, I don't even know why I did it. I wasn't like, I had, at the time, the financial aspect of buying a boot camp was so far out of my reality. Right, yeah. That I was just like, I'm just going to write them just to thank them. Yeah. And, and that's what I did. I don't think I asked for anything. No, you didn't. But I just thanked you. And then, um, anyway, I, I've always been interested in helping my, uh, improving myself. And so... When I did decide and my business took off. Well, right, yeah, you right started a, a business making airplane seats. Yeah. And then that really, like, it took off, like you yeah. said. Right around the time that um, that girl broke up with me uh, is when I got really motivated. And I was like, okay, she broke up with me mm-hmm. for several reasons. One is I don't have this area of my life under control. Two, I'm broke. Like, I was essentially living with her at her place rent-free. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that's not super attractive. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, I got to be the man. And so I, I took control of that. I worked really long hours. I've worked really, really hard last four years. And um, since then, I mean, I bought a half a million dollar building, which is a hangar yeah. that I can live in. <laughs> so, you can, so now you live in it. Now you've gone from homeless guy living in an airplane hangar to I live in an airplane hangar because I'm I'm a baller. Yes, and I, build air, I build airplanes in it. I, I've I, I've done both. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, then I I went to the program about a year and a half ago, my first one, and nice. Um, yeah, it was crazy because there's several beliefs that I had that just totally got crushed. And I'm here taking my second program now. I right. just finished it. And one of the guys in the program, I'm I'm short guy. I'm I if you had to classify me, mm-hmm. I would be petite. You know? yeah. <laughs> petite. But Good word. I, I went through the program thinking like when I, I had this really limiting belief that girls don't like short guys and that as a short guy it's harder to pick up girls. Yeah. And harder, you know, there's this thing that it, for every inch of height you make another hundred thousand dollars or something. I've heard the okay. statistics that's exaggerated, but you know, it's something like that. Yeah. Like 20 grand for every inch or 10 grand. Yeah. Or and yeah. It's a stat. So like I, it's a thing that people have collected data on. Cause apparently it affects that based on, but it's all, it may your, affects, it may affect it's your mindset the data though. of, of, you know, a 2 million people. Yes. But it doesn't affect me. And anyway, so I came through the program with that kind of mindset and let me, back up that's fine this this guy that i went through the program with this week is about my height and he came through and i said hey man we we're talking about being short and i said chicks it is way easier to pick up girls being short than being tall and he's like what and i was like yes i learned this in my first program yeah and that is literally the mindset shift like there's so many mindset shifts that happen and i don't even know how you guys did it. I just came out of the program realizing that I have an advantage going into a bar, picking up girls, yeah. being short. 
Yeah. Which well, we I'm not pro- downing anyone that's tall. Like yeah, they yeah, can yeah. believe the opposite. Some tall guy's like, I knew it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not downing anyone that's tall, but what I'm saying is you gave me the beliefs to be able to have success being who I am. Anyway, that was awesome. That's one example of, of that. Since you came to your first program, you've done a lot. I mean, you started the airplane seat business. That's awesome. That was going before. Yeah, um, but and and then, but what? Well, I mean, I've I've gotten a lot of clients. Part I didn't just come through this to learn how to pick up girls. girls. Yeah, how have um, you used this to develop your business? Okay, one of the things you know, just getting new clients. I do a lot of work for small airlines, mm-hmm. and so I got to roll into a hangar, uh, you know, f- uh, maintenance facility and talk to the director of maintenance at a, a company and get them to switch over. vendors. Yeah. Yeah. And so from like a company to like, I make these and they're going to be like, mm, why should I switch to you again? Yeah. So you've got to be persuasive. You've got to generate rapport. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm way better at, at that. Like I'm buddies with everyone that I, I, all my clients and I've gotten several big accounts. I mean, we're talking 70% of my business since the program and i'm not going to say hey if i had never gone through through the program i would have never gotten that i'm a motivated guy but the skills of you know just the fundamentals of smile stand up straight like all the stuff that that i thought i was doing that i realized i wasn't doing and now i do and mostly not those two things like to be fair like right. more in-depth concepts like right, otherwise yeah, people are like i can remember to stand up straight and smile i don't need the art of charm see you later yeah well yeah and i don't i mean i don't know do you want me to give the boot camp right here we can I mean, explain everything but that's <laughs> there's a lot a, i just want people to yeah. realize that it's not just like two quick tips and then you were off to the right. races you yeah know? yeah no that's not to be honest i don't it's hard to to put a finger on, on, you know, how those mindset shifts happened, right. how it, those belief shifts happen. But that's the, that's the secret sauce that we don't keep secret on purpose. It's just stuff that happens at a boot camp that you yeah. can't replicate. Well, on a you, podcast. you guys know what you're, what you're doing yes. and you put, I don't know how many people through hundreds, hundreds, hundreds and hundreds yeah. through this. And so a uh, lot of success going through it. I actually came back cause I wanted to, just strengthen, you know, what yeah. I had already set up. Anyway, so yeah, there's that in the business. My business is, I mean, I went from, you know, it's multiple six figures. Multiple six figures? Uh, of income, yeah, yeah f- f- through the business. Good. I mean, I'm not making like all that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it businesses went from have overhead. Like under yeah. 100,000 to multiple six figure in income a year. Um, anyway, you want I to- see it improved your inten- attention span as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, okay. So when I got out of my program, I had been talking to this girl and I was at the state fair, uh, and I, I rolled up on this cute redheaded girl. <sighs> she was so cute. And I started talking to her and it was going pretty well. This was before the boot camp, Uh huh. And this is like, you know, three weeks before I came down to do the boot camp. And we talked for a while. And then I, I turned around and walked off without asking for a phone number. Oh, jeez. And then I started thinking back on it. And I'm like, all these hints that she was dropping. That she, yeah. Like, I don't even know your name. And like, am I ever going to see you again? And just like uh, super obvious hints. And so 
that experience made me really want to take control of this because I realized that's a really cute girl that I lost. Right, and you did not ask for her phone number because you forgot. You no, didn't ask I was were... thinking the whole time, I should ask for her phone number. I should ask for – and I didn't. Right. So, like, I – then I – Fast forward a few weeks, I was talking to this other girl, and she's like, we're friends. And I said, look, I want more than friends with you. I, yeah. I mean, we don't have to start dating right now, but I want more than friends. And so I had been talking to her before the uh, the boot camp, and that had happened before the boot camp. So I started dating her like a week after my boot camp. Uh-huh. We started dating. And so it was it was weird. It was almost like I I went home and then I didn't get to practice the stuff that I right because you jumped right into a relationship and a that lot of I guys had kind of started beforehand. Yeah, yeah. And so anyway, and she's awesome. Like that that girl's really awesome, really good girl. But I broke up with her like four months ago. Okay. And for the last four months, my life has been amazing when it comes to like women like if you so for me it feels like it's been a gradual process but if you really think about it the last four months is the four months since my boot camp right right and i've never had this much abundance in my life when it comes to women ever that's great it's not like um you know let's yeah i've never had this much abundance it's slightly better it's like hundreds of times better you know i went from having like maybe meeting one girl and dating her for a couple of weeks twice a year to having, you know, so many options on a weekly basis that I can't like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I've got to just learn how to say no more because I'm not going to get any work done. Right. Like you literally have so many girls coming in and out of your life that you are coming into your life that you're, you're finding that your new problem is not getting girls, but prioritizing which ones to see and, and when to just like actually focus and on when life. to work. Yeah. Right. Like I wasn't getting work done. And so that's my next challenge is, is trying to, I think there's, there'll be a, a phase of me getting it out of my system phase. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then I can I get back so. to work and build my business again. <laughs> anyway, it, it's been really good, man. I mean, that sounds like, it. yeah, now I'm glad. I appreciate you so much. I love that. I think yeah. that's great. I th- I mean, yeah. And I thank you for sharing that. What now, how are you, you're doing a lot of amazing stuff. I mean, you built a power plant in the Philippines. Uh, you, you're going to build an airplane for this village. Tell us yeah. about that. I mean, and how has the art of charm sort of given you, if the art of charm has given you sort of like uh, the, uh, what's the right word? Like cojones to like take, the, take life by the horns right. and just like go on, take that project down and be like, I'm going to yeah. nail this. I've always been a guy that would do stuff like mm. stupid stuff, stupid or, stuff. Or take, take risks, okay. big risk, you know? Um, I guess that's not stupid. It's just risky. Yeah. But, um, I think more what the art of charm has done is not made me more risky, but made me more calibrated. Yeah. So the things that I'm doing are more like I'm getting higher quality individuals on board. I'm able to build teams better and things like that. Um, we went to the Philippines, my younger brother and uh, another friend. My younger brother actually was a missionary over there for a year, <clears throat> and he had the idea to, to build to build a power plant for them. And so he kind of went out and started it, and I went over there with him, and it was a blast. While we were there, um, I noticed they have a runway. Without going into it too much, this 
this clinic is up in the jungle and they, they um, treat like 6,000 patients a year of like malaria and cholera and things like that. And so some of those patients need to be carried out of the jungle, which is like a five hour trip of being carried on the back of another person down, you know, slopes that would, that most people wouldn't be able to like mountain goat slopes. Yes. No, not even kidding. And, and you know, a couple hours of hiking, two or three hours of hiking like that. um, And then uh, about an hour and a half long truck ride. And there's a little runway right next to this clinic. And so since we're an airplane business, I said, we're going to build you an airplane. And so we're working on that now. We call it a plane project for Palawan. Nice. Is, <clears throat> and we'll link that up. I mean, do you have like a Kickstarter or something? Or um, We don't have a Kickstarter right now, but it's plane project for Palawan.org. I'll link it up. But yeah. can people donate on that site? They can. You okay, can donate cool. right from there uh, yeah. with PayPal. Um, and then like I've started doing fun things, at, which Art of Charm is totally helping me with. Uh-huh. I make these hats. I, I do seat upholstery. Right. So Air, sewing hats is like a, the next thing. I, I've always been a hat guy and I started making these hats and I'm selling, th- this is like just started, but I'm selling them and the money goes to the plane project. Right. Okay. Um, and they're dope. Like it's like airline seat upholstery hat, <laughs> yeah. but it's like well-crafted and will obviously be super durable because you're yeah. supposed to sit on these damn the, my, seats like yeah. for hundreds of hours. And now it's a hat. That right. Will... It's a, it, they're made out of leather. Um, and uh, the, the thing that Artie Charm has helped me with this, I'll go to a concert um, and like, I'll be backstage with the band afterwards because I'll meet someone and they'll nice. be like, dude, that hat's dope. And then like, they know someone. And next thing I know I'm backstage with the band and they're all like, dude, you got to make me a hat. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. So you're going to have like celebrities and shit wearing these hats. That's my goal. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. Um, it, this actually just started. I mean, I, I haven't even like started selling them yet, but it's amazing. The opportunities that are opening up on a social level with that, that trust me, I would not have been able to, do before i mean you know it's it's funny because a lot of people think like oh i'm already good with in fact somebody called today and was like listen i'm a research scientist uh and another guy called and was like listen i'm in sales i'm already good with people so i don't know if this is going to help me but it sounds like from your experience you come in at any level and you come out at a higher level yeah that and i mean i was good at sales before Mm -hmm. but i sucked at making friends Right. Okay. And if you really want to be like amazing, an amazing salesperson, you got to be able to make friends with people and do connection, you know, make connections. Right. Because That's, people do business with people they like, not just right. being convinced to buy something in a one-off and then peace. Right. You're going to go out and make a, a new, find a new client every time you want to make a sale, or you're going to cultivate relationships relationships and that have may open ap- new doors of for course, you and have people appreciate it like w- i sold you a program but now it's not like when you need something you're not like hey jordan i and i'm like Psh, done yeah. you know like talk to my assistant please right yeah you know like we're yeah, friends i've always i've always felt like we we're friends we are, the yeah. first time you called me yeah i i don't know if you remember i was like oh my god i cannot believe i'm talking to jordan <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and you're just like yeah okay and we had this conversation like a couple of bros and i was like okay that's a guy that i want to want to learn from i appreciate it yeah no i love it i I feel the best part about this gig for me is that whenever anybody comes to the program i'm like awesome now i have like a new 
buddy to hang out with and like wherever yeah. they're from, especially when guys from other cities or other countries come through. And well, anybody for that matter, because when we go out in L.A., we roll so deep because there's so many L.A. Art of Charm brothers. And like we got guys going to the World Cup this year. Um, we do a Vegas party for um, one of the instructors birthdays and like dozens of people roll out to it. Right. It's pretty cool. And we've got guys all over the world. So it's really neat to kind of go into a city and like tweet out or like put on my Facebook or like send it out in our app or whatever. And then people are like, Oh yeah, I'm here. Come to my Let's birthday party. Out. And then yeah. like me and my girlfriend, like show up to the dude's birthday party. It's right. pretty awesome. Yeah. Like I, I'm hanging out with a couple of guys tonight that mm-hmm. I've really never, never met. met. Yeah. But I know they're cool guys. Cause they went through the program. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to go like some comedy club or something. I would never, I mean, I would never go to a city that I didn't know anyone and just like meet people. Yeah. Which is what I, I'm doing here. Yeah. And it's what I, I mean, yeah, I would never walk around a strange city and just roll up on people and start talking to them. And the yeah. moment I got off the airplane here, I met this guy and he, we like went to lunch together. No way. <laughs> and he's like, here, I'll show you around Venice beach. And like, we walked around and like he, so now you're like super social and making connections. <laughs> right. Like, right. Left yeah. and right. That's amazing. And the art of, Char- do you think the art of charm helped you do that? Absolutely. Freaking lutely. I think there's one thing that you guys said it was confidence equals. Um, it's the cake equation. It, it it's it's um, damn it, it's experience plus knowledge. Mm-hmm. Some of the experience that I got going through my program, I would have never gotten in ten years sure. of going out and experimenting because you guys know how to give people that experience. Right. That's why people go, I'm going to do this on my own. And I'm like, see you in 15 years when you still haven't done it for yourself. Yeah. I mean, there's experiences that can be crafted to go, okay, if you try this, this, and this equation, here's the experience you're going to have. That's then going to make you believe that talking to a stranger is really fun and will give you a lot of benefit. Right. But if you don't have that equation, You've got to try to figure it out on your own to give you that experience. If you roll up on someone and you're not smiling or whatever, you're going to go, oh, it's scary. They Mm -hmm. told me to leave. Well, you weren't doing the right things to get the experience that it's awesome. Exactly. And a lot of boot camp is crafting experiences for you, not so that you just go, that was fun, but so that you like, oh, I have a reference now. And that's what creates part of the mindset shift that you had. Exactly. Just like me now believing that I actually kind of have an advantage being short. Mm Mm-hmm. In a yeah. club environment. Yeah, which is I would have never you guessed that that belief would come out of it. Right, right. But we can craft that for you. Yeah. And it's not baloney hypnosis type concept, and it's not – we're not hiring actors, actors to be like, you're cute because you are short. Like we <laughs> send you out with a certain set of skills to get you feedback where that becomes true for you. One of the guys in the program I just went through comes in, and he's like, I have a question. Mm. Do you guys hire like – models and actresses to come up to us when we're in the grocery store and ask and and start talking to us and then ask us for our phone number and all what there was like a couple alumni guys in this program who were like what are you talking about like we never had that he's like yes some model just walked up to me in the grocery store and like started talking to me and then i got her phone number and <laughs> holy shit who was that he, th- he thought it was um he thought it was fake well there's a yeah, mindset he thought it issue. was someone hired being hired <laughs> there's a mindset issue for you right there that's hilarious and ridiculous <laughs> well we'll see him 
He'll, he'll be back for the rapport program. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It's so cool. Yeah. It's funny because he's a good looking guy, but you can, like, I could tell the first day of boot camp, he had, like, these mindset issues where he was like, well, and I talked to him on the phone, too. I'm not He a did amazing. Reader. I mean, that guy already had been working on himself a mm-hmm. lot, and it was yeah. like the, the boot camp brought all the pieces of puzzle together. That's that what we did. do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't even have to have that. But when you do come in and even work on yourself, and if you, you know, we give you prep to work on before the program now. Back yeah. when you came, um, our prep was even less like focused than it is now. Right. Now we give you all the tools that you work on before you come in, and then boom, we can like assemble it like a like a freaking like Voltron if you're born in the '80s. Right, you know what I'm talking about. If not, sorry, then don't worry about sorry, it. Sorry, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if someone's thinking about it, um, it's worth the money. I've looked at other different programs. I mean, you guys really can't be compared to to other stuff. I appreciate um, that. I looked at several that were way cheaper yeah. than, than what you guys charge. And for some reason, I went with yours still. Because yeah. I, I think I have a good um, gut feeling you yeah. know, about stuff like that. And it's, it's way – there's a reason why it costs more. And, it's because we provide accommodation. No, I'm just, <laughs> just no, it's there's a reason why it costs that. You know, I mean, it's worth it, and you can go do something else and kind of. It's like buying a cheap pair of shoes, you know. Yeah, and you're going like, to throw them away in th- two months or right. a, a couple of weeks and have to go buy another cheap pair of shoes. And meanwhile, you've never had a nice pair of shoes to wear. Right, right. But that's, you spent the same amount in the long run. Right. So Yeah, I appreciate it. I totally love that analogy. You're right. It's like you get a pair of shoes, you throw it away every month. You might have a new pair of shoes for a week and then before they get dirty and you feel good about yourself taking a program, taking another program, taking another seminar. But if you come into the Art of Charm, a.k.a. buy yourself a nice pair of boots, you know right. what I mean, then those things will last forever maybe even get better with time if you take care of it right your skill set and then people keep going damn where'd you get those boots you know right and you're comfortable yes yeah. and you look stylish yeah it's, you're not just adding another light up necklace to your fuzzy hat and ne- light up necklace collection yes. that you've got um excellent thanks so much dan excellent excellent uh sort of testimonial about how the skills you gained here have helped you do other things. It's nice to talk about that and not just dating. Cause a lot of times people are like, I'm good with chicks. And I'm like, that's great. But we get married guys in here. It, we don't just, this isn't a pickup artist company. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, if I was dating, I would come through the program still or married. tons of guys married. We, in your program this week, we had a doctor who's been married for years Yeah, and his wife, you know, was totally fine with it because he's improving himself has nothing to do with him being single or not. Yeah. So, uh, thanks so much, Dan. So r- r- I'll link up your, your, um, you know, there's actually charity. an easier way to kind of find what I'm doing. Okay. If you just go to Facebook and type in, in the search hats for charity. Oh, there you go. There's a picture of a, a hat there. Like a bowler hat that, or whatever yeah. that is. Yeah. yeah. Just like hats for charity. Cool. Well, or donate money to it. If you, yeah, I, buy there, a hat. there's a link. Buy a hat, to the, damn it. There's a link to the plane project on yeah. there and all that kind of stuff on hats for charity. Great. All right, Dan. Thank you very much. dude. Thank you. Let's go get some sushi. I recently gave a talk at DEF CON, which is a hacker slash computer security conference, about a social engineering experiment that I did that netted top secret level contact information and confidential information from people who had top secret level security clearances. I actually made NPR because of it, and I thought you guys might enjoy the segment. So here you go. This is Marketplace from APM. I'm Kai Rizdal. We told you the other day 
about how con men are alive and well and working hard in this digital society we're all part of nowadays. Only cybersecurity types call con men social engineers, and they have played key roles in some of the big hacks of late. Marketplace's Queen of Kim took us through one step by step. There's this saying among social engineers that it's way easier to trick someone into letting you into a computer system than trying to hack into it. In any security system, the human element is always the weakest. Jordan Harbinger's a social engineer only for the good guys. Being a human hacker is by far the most interesting for me because our brains have so many loopholes and Easter eggs and all kinds of things that normally exist in technical systems. So Harbinger's day job is as a dating coach teaching human dynamics. And that connected him with social engineers. Harbinger told me about an experiment he did recently. He set out to see if he could use social engineering to penetrate companies that did top secret work with the government. He used the same steps that a con man would, only online. First step, gathering information. To find the companies, he looked for people with security clearances. Harbinger says they're smart enough not to disclose info like that on Facebook and Twitter. But they're all on LinkedIn because that's where all these guys hang out to look for new jobs, network. Once on LinkedIn, Harbinger found a group for people with security clearances. He created a fake profile. He said he was an engineer. And the group's moderators let him in. Now he had the names of companies and employees. I made a profile as a recruiter thinking, okay, if these people are looking for jobs, let's give them fake jobs. He sent out about 100 LinkedIn messages with fake job opportunities. Harbinger said he kept his profile intentionally vague. He didn't name employers. He didn't link to a fake website or set up a fake company email. And he didn't need it because LinkedIn helped him exploit a glitch in the human psyche. People assumed that because he was in the top secret group, he was one of them. And there was another factor. Isolation was really the key because if somebody is looking to leave their current company, they can't talk to their supervisors. So you don't know who to ask. What can I talk about? What can I talk about? It's the classic con game. If fewer people are involved, fewer people can poke holes in the con. But on LinkedIn, instead of suspicion, Harbinger got bits of information about classified projects from engineers trying to impress him. He says some of the men, and most of them were men, were cagey about naming their employer or where they lived, but they gave out personal emails. Harbinger ran that through a free forensic search engine and found out that they had profiles in Yelp and other social media sites. I used that to find out what kind of things he liked to do, coffee shops where he did work. So if I was actually a hacker, I would know what wireless networks this guy is working on because I would know what he looks like and I would know that he works at this Starbucks on this corner and I would just wait for him there and then I could start snooping around on his network traffic. And so it was putting together little bits of innocuous information to put the puzzle together from that. Having found his targets, Harbinger set up a cover. He went on Facebook and created a profile of a female college student. She's attractive, but Harbinger says he made sure to make her attainable. And she's about to graduate with an engineering degree. Using the profile, Harbinger approached his target saying, Hey, I got an offer from your company, but I'm trying to figure out if I want to work there. Do you like your project? Guys love to come to the rescue. So I played to that vulnerability, you know, damsel in distress. I'm looking for a job. I don't know what to do. Can you help me? Again, the oldest trick in the book, right? A lot of guys were like, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but I'm working on this. And it is so cool. And it's got billion of dollars in funding. Harbinger says he stopped short of pushing for classified information. But he found out about testing facilities, budgets, and timelines. Right now you're going, I don't know if I'd fall for that. This would never work on me. 
He says a lot of employers have the same attitude. So while they'll put resources into cybersecurity software or other technical defenses, many companies still don't train their employees on the dark arts of social engineering. Harbinger says if you're that kind of company that still thinks your people are too smart, then you're the kind of company hackers are going to look for. In San Francisco, I'm Queen of Kim for Marketplace. All right, show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. Bootcamp details for our live programs also at theartofcharm.com, and that's where you're going to find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as well. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for the Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's really it. And you guys can help us. Subscribe in iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Write something nice and we will love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash theartofcharm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. So tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week. Go out there and get social and leave everything better than you found it.